Welcome to the GDPR Stand Up Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping you succeed with GDPR compliance. Your host is Rocio Beza. Let's get started. Welcome, I'm Rocio Baeza, the host of the GDPR Stand-Up Podcast, and I'd like to welcome you to episode number 16. Today we're going to be uh, continuing our series on SARS. So this is part four of the SARS series, and we are going to be busting myths around GDPR subject access requests. And this is going to be the final episode in the series. So if you are joining us for the first t- time, uh, welcome. Thank you for uh, deciding to spend your time with us. And um, if you want to ca- catch up, I would encourage you to go back and complete the episode of, I'm sorry, this complete the series. In episode 13, we did it. We do an overview on SARS. We talk about what a SAR is. So when I say SAR, this is a, I'm referring to the GDPR subject access requests. This is when an individual reaches out to your company and says, hey, I want to know what kind of information you have about me. Uh, please provide that to me. In episode 13, we, we, we cover that at a very high level. We talk about why these are important and who needs to worry about SARS. In episode 14, we walk through the high-level process on what your company should do when someone asks for that, that SAR. And there's a free do- download associated with that episode. If you go to the show, uh, the show notes, you should be able to access that there. And, um, and these, these episodes and all the show notes, they're all available on the website on at gdprstandup.com. And episode 15... I talk about my favorite tool for processing SARS in 2018 and even still now, I remember hearing how there were lots of products and services that, that were out there in the marketplace and uh, I felt like they all promised the moon and the stars and all your wildest dream if you were to just buy their particular tool or s- service um but i think that um when we're starting out and since since gdpr is still relatively new in the grand scheme of things i i i talk about my favorite tool for processing sars and as a preview i I think that it's a tool that you probably already have in house and i would encourage you to start there as opposed to starting with the fancy tools that are out there In today's episode, episode number 16, we are going to be busting the myths. It frustrates me to know that uh, incorrect information is being shared. And this, this worries me. This worries me because I think that when we hear incorrect information over and over and coming from different channels, at some point we start to believe it. And when organizations and leaders are making decisions based on information that is not correct, I think that we are setting ourselves up for failure. And I I know that it's already a challenge to deal with data security and data privacy. And if no one is addressing the myths that are out there, I feel like we're not going to make advances, the advances that we need to see in order to keep up. 
GDPR is not the only uh, reg law regulation where I've seen this happen. I've seen myths happen with lots of data security laws, regulations, frameworks, and standards. And I want to do my part in setting the record straight when it comes to GDPR. So these myths that we're going to cover um, so these are all related to SAR, subject access requests, and these are myths that I've heard directly from professionals, articles, marketing materials, videos, and even information that's being shared in conferences. The common ones that I hear are, I have to share all the information that the individual is asking from me. The answer is no, you don't. I've also heard that people have said, I have to share everything that I have on file. In other words, all data that is linked to the person on all of my company's IT systems. The answer is no, you don't. And myth number three that I've heard is I have to go through everyone's email and extract all the information that has ever been men mentioned or tied with the individual making the SAR request. The reality is no, you don't. All right, so I'm going to uh, cover two questions and I'm going to be detailing that. And at the end of the episode, we're gonna go back to these three myths that I shared and hopefully it's a little clear to you why uh, the answer is no, you actually don't. And this question actually comes from Josh. So Josh asks, how detailed must a SAR really be? And my, res my simple response to that, Josh, is going to be, it can be as detailed as you want it to be. But at a minimum, we want to make sure that we are meeting our legal obligations. So when it comes to the GDPR, I always encourage clients and, and anyone that wants to um, just get the facts, get accurate information, to go to the GDPR and look this up. Um, so specifically on SARS, I would point you to Article 15 of the GDPR. In Article 15, it boils it down to three high-level uh, pieces of information that you have to provide as part of that SAR. So item number one is you want to confirm whether or not your company is processing personal data about that person. And this is a simple yes or no. Yes, we are processing your personal information or no, we are not processing your personal inf information. So you wanna make sure that your SAR, the SAR file that you return to the individual um, is answering that question. In Article 15, it also talks about how organizations have to provide access to a copy of personal data that's being processed by the organization. What that means is you want to be able to provide the individual with all the personal data that you hold about them. And item number three is supplementary information. This is information that is typically captured in a privacy notice or a privacy policy. Ideally, you have had this information prepared in advance. And when you are processing the SAR, 
it's an attachment or it's an enclosure that you can include. So uh, for this uh, supplementary information, so there are a number of disclosures that your company has to include. And that includes things like, um, what is the purpose for processing personal data that you hold? You want to um, clarify the types of personal data that your company processes, uh, what kind of sharing is taking place, and you want to inform individuals of the rights that are available to them. So this is just um, some items that are included as part of that disclosure, uh, just to give you a sense of what that includes. Um, but uh, it's basically being the organization needing to be transparent about the information that they hold about people and how that's used internally. If you have listened to our previous episodes, so um, it should come to no surprise to you that when I'm working with my clients or when someone is asking me questions about GDPR, I try to stress the importance of involving legal counsel. So GDPR is a law, it's a regulation. It brings legal risk to your organization. And because of that, Legal counsel is the only one that's best positioned to guide you uh, with respect to whether or not GDPR applies to, to, to you and the correct interpretation. GDPR compliance requires not just input from legal counsel, but a number of other organizations. And I, and I always stress the importance of legal needing, uh, needing to be part of that discussion and that can be your in-house legal team or that 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 can be outside counsel um so just just to give, give you one particular example uh related to sars is for the sars so that responsibility falls to the data controller and 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 legal counsel is the only one that can correctly tell you if your organization is a is the data controller or the data processor so um, at a minimum you want to make sure that that you get that straight because you want to understand all right if I receive a SAR am I legally obligated to to process it or do I have to work with my partner to uh, turn that around and let's say you don't have access to legal counsel, you're receiving SARS and you want to be able to take some action here. Uh, the, the rule of thumb that I like to use is if you are receiving a SAR request from an individual and your company is receiving personal data directly from ind individuals, so if you are a B2C organization, then it probably means it's a good indicator that your organization is the data controller and this SARS responsibility, it falls on you. Okay, so going back to Josh's question, again, the question be being, uh, how detailed must a SAR really be? So again, um, you want to make sure that you meet the minimum ob obligations and anything beyond the minimum is it's optional. That decision is up to you. It's up to your organization. And I think it should be determined with input from leadership, leadership from legal, leadership from the compliance group, leadership from the operations group and legal and input from the marketing group. 
by having a well-rounded uh, group of individuals making this decision, uh, you can make the best the you can un understand what's the best strategy for your company, and you can make sure that it's aligned to the company's brand, the values, and the culture. So, make sure you meet the minimum obligations, and we just talked about those three things, right? And, and if you want to provide additional information beyond that, uh, that's great. Um, but I would encourage you to loop in uh, other teams at your organization so that th this is a decision that makes uh, complete sense to the organization. So Josh uh, submitted a second question. Uh, he also asks, do I have to provide all the information or just specific information? And Josh, my answer there is we only want to provide specific information. And the three things, just to do a quick recap, are you want to confirm if your organization is processing personal data about the person. So a yes or no. And if the answer is yes, you want to provide uh, the individual with a copy of the personal data that you are processing, um, that you are processing. So the good rule, the rule of thumb that I use here is if, or any and all personal data that your organization holds about a person, that should be included in, in the SAR. And the third requirement is supplementary information. So this is if your organization has already updated uh, the privacy policy to comply with GDPR, then it might be just as simple as including that as an attachment or as an enclosure along with the SAR file. So um, just to close the loop here, Josh, I would say um, make sure that you're meeting these minimum require requirements and and process the SARS uh, so that you're able to reach the bar. And maybe you revisit this in three months, six months, or 12 months uh, in case you want to uh, decide if, if it makes sense to share more information. So if we go back to the three myths that we covered at the top of our episode, um, let me run through those one more time and hopefully it's more obvious to you or it's clear to you my responses no like these are actually myths and and this inf this is 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 not accurate information so myth number 1 is i have to share what the inform what the individual is asking from me the answer is no uh gdpr under article 15 uh, spells out that there are three requirements that you must meet when you're processing the SAR and you want to confirm whether or not you are processing personal data about the person. If the answer is yes, you want to provide that person with access to personal data that you hold about them. And num number three, you want to provide them with that supplementary information that is typically captured in the privacy notice or the privacy policy. So the individual can come to you and ask for any information that they please or that, that they want to, but your legal obligation under GDPR is to provide them with these three things that we just covered. 
Myth number two is I have to share everything that I have on file. All the data that is linked to the person and all of my IT system. So the answer is no, no, you don't. Um, so you will have to share personal data that you hold about that individual. And so if you're holding uh, people's name, addresses, email, then the answer is yes, you want to make sure that your SAR file uh, includes that I information because that is personal information, that's personal data that you hold about the indiv individual. Let's say that your organization has internal notes, uh, shopping his history, or a history of transactions between you and them. Uh, this would not be required under GDPR uh, because this is information that would not be classified as personal data data. But um, if you choose to include additional information, you definitely can. In myth number three, uh, myth number three is I have to go through everyone's email and extract all the information about the individual. So the answer is no, 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 you don't. You just need to share the personal data that you hold about the individual. Let's say that, that the team legitimately uses email to support customers. That's that's great. And actually, that's common. But uh, you're not required to hand off these e emails. Um, as I understand it, it's not a requirement under GDPR. And I hope that it's clear uh, why you want to involve legal counsel. So GDPR, it presents legal risk to your organization. And uh, it makes sense to loop them in to make sure that you're meeting the bar. So they put applicable things that apply to your organization. And if there's anything else that you want to share in a SAR file uh, that is beyond the minimum, legal counsel can guide you if that's appropriate. All right, so I actually have a free download uh, to accompany this episode. Uh, so this is a shell of the components that a SAR file should include. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can uh, e either access that through the show notes or if you go to the website and click on the podcast episode. So this is episode number 16. Uh, you should see the, the link where you can get a copy of that. So I hope that you enjoyed this series on SARS. So I have to, to say that I learned a lot and I was refreshed on what what comes with a SAR, uh, why it's important, um, what it needs to be, what needs to be included, and just trying to tackle some of the, of, of the myths that I've heard out there. I want to thank Josh. So Josh was a member of our beta group. So uh, back in October, I launched a beta version of a virtual community that was geared to helping professionals succeed with GDPR compliance. So that virtual community, um, I've placed that on pause. Uh, but uh, this was a question that Josh uh, sub sub submitted. Uh, so if you enjoyed the series on SARS, uh, you can thank Josh for that. And before before we close, guys, I want to share that on 
May 26th, I will be providing a live webinar over a Zoom. Uh, this webinar is geared for organizations that have already invested in GDPR and they want to make sure that they have key areas covered before we reach the annual anniversary. So May 2019 is going to complete the first annual cycle of GDPR being in effect. And if you want to make sure that your investment is addressing all key areas of the GDPR, I would uh, ask you to, or I invite you to check out the the webinar uh, so that you can uh, rest assured that you have everything buttoned up before we meet we meet the one year mark. And you can register for that web, the webinar by going to our website at gdprstandup.com and clicking on the link that says, um, check out our next webinar okay you guys so uh just to give you a, a preview on our our upcoming episode we are going to be uh revealing that gdpr program baseline so gdpr um it your gdpr compliance pro program really de depends on the data that your organization holds where that data come from comes from and how that data is used internally and and i like to Whenever I have the opportunity, I like to stress that not all requirements apply to all or organizations. Some organizations will have to do everything, but other organizations will only have to do a subset of the requirements. And in episode 17, I will be covering what that baseline is. Thank you for checking us out and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the GDPR Stand-Up Podcast. If you need additional help, please check us out at gdprstandup.com. Until next time.